And we are back on The Real Mark Bagwell, a wrestling docuseries with first cousin, Jerry Hood, chosen lawyer. Jerry, welcome back as always. Yeah, thanks for having me. Buddy, we can't be without your insights, man. Like you just, you're the straw that stirs the drink when Marcus is not here. So today I have some wrestling thoughts for you so it's funny you know we we go off in all sorts of tangents you never know where we're gonna go with this stuff and you know part of it is i wish jerry hood that i could convince you to come back to wrestling and watch it every week like i do because like no you were watching it back in the day if i had a quarter for every wrestling fan that said oh i used to watch it back in the day but you know i grew up there's no growing up folks as long as you have breath in your body you should be watching wrestling so Jerry Hood, I beg of you, even at least Monday Night Raw, please, you know, try to find your schedule because we got to get you back on because I'm telling you, they're doing great things at WWE, man. Like Triple H has taken over again. Vince McMahon is gone. They brought back guys. It is going really well, man. Like this is as good as I've seen wrestling in like 20 years, man. Wow. I've got to check it out. Uh, My schedule has been crazy um, with the biggest part, October, November, December, uh, now January through February. I'm getting back on it. I did tune in a little bit uh, the other day, trying to learn everyone and uh, the faces and the names and the who's who and who hates who. And and I'm beefing up on it. And uh, uh, we'll just have to see what goes from there. I'm back on it for sure. And, uh, We'll talk wrestling here, hopefully, with the next episodes, and I'll give you some questions and see if you know. No disrespect to the lady folk out there, because I know there's a ton of female wrestling fans, which is all gravy. They used to call wrestling the male soap opera back in the day, because it really is a soap opera, because now they're friends, now they're enemies, now they're baby face, now they're a heel. I love it, Jerry Hood. I love it. And with AW going strong or strong-ish, we got Monday Night Raw, we got Tuesday NXT, which is the minor league system of WWE. Uh, Wednesday, we got AW Dynamite. That's their main show. Thursday, we get to a break to sleep for a bit. And Friday, we got SmackDown. So got so much to watch. And today's episode, I want to ask you, Jerry Hood, because it got me thinking. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we're talking about Terrell Owens, T.O., in the football, in the football, right? And T.O. saying, I'm in the greatest shape of my life. I'm going to come back. I'm going to play for the Cowboys. I'm going to be the oldest NFL player in history. What are your thoughts when you got the old-time wrestlers coming back? Because there's a guy who came back recently. He has wrestled for 20 straight years, and his name is, you may have heard of him. His name is John Cena. Yeah, uh, well, with T.O., of course, we talked, and I think that's going to sell tickets. And with Cena, um, what a great guy he is, what a great wrestler he is, what he brings to the table. Uh, He's going to sell toys. He's going to sell video games. He's going to sell tickets, and the ratings are going to go up. How much will he actually wrestle and be physical to be determined? Um, but he's in good shape, but it doesn't matter. Mark's oldest brother is 60 years old 
in four days. He's in the best shape of his life. But when we're here on the farm working, and like I say, he's in way better shape than I am, and I got a great body. And whenever jersey's literally melting off your body. I mean, it is. I mean, they're there, Jack. But uh, when we're just throwing stuff around bales of hay or we're driving tractors or we're carrying bags of corn through the woods or whatever, I'm the champion. But the ones with all the muscles are back there and they're breathing. What's up? Where are you going? You know, so I mean, you just don't know how old sometimes you may look great, but are you really in that shape? Can you take a bump? How many bumps can you take? How many times can you fly off the ropes and land on the, you know, on a table? Or, you know, it's just, just you don't know till you get in there and do it. And, you know, first and foremost for John Cena, uh, it's going to be for the, it, the money. He doesn't need it, but still, we're going there for the money. That's why I'm here. The money, the dolls, the toys, Nintendo, the shirts, all the backstage for the glory. Um, You know, and sometimes you just can't get away from it like the movie The Wrestler. Who played that? Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke. I I wanted to try out for it. I I wish I could have gotten that role, but Mickey Rourke beat me out for that one. Yes. They should have picked the chosen one. I'm going to get David Corman. I'm going to get David Corman to call some people next time. Next time you audition, we're going to see if we can get some things handled. He knows a lot of people. Yeah, I'll tell you this much. If John Cena had gone to the chosen lawyers, because remember, we are real estate and corporate lawyers here in Ontario, Canada. I would have told John Cena, do not sign this WWF, WWE contract the way you have. Because I'm going to tell you a little fact, Jerry Hood, that's going to blow your mind. You ready? Ready. Bring it. John Cena, his name is John Cena, right? WWE owns the right to John Cena's name. Okay, so it's his name, but they own the rights to it. Every time John Cena does anything, including those Fast and Furious movies or Daddy's Home or The Marine or whatever the heck he does, you know who's taking a cut of that every single time besides his agent? WWE, every single thing that John Cena uses his name on and makes a dollar on, he has to give a percentage to WWE every time. Pretty sweet deal for WWE, eh? That's a very, man, that's good for them. I mean, they got to make their money somewhere too because they pay their payout, their payroll is unbelievable. Even back in the day with Turner Sports, their payroll, I mean, people don't realize how much money they make. And, um, man, it's it's big. So I guess, you know, get it where you can. Everybody, my agent gets his cut. You get your cut. And when I, by the time I get paid, I'm, you know, I, I try to I survive and do what we can, but we have fun with it. You know, it's... <laughs> You know, uh, John Cena, when when asked about it, he said, you know what? I was a guy, I don't remember if he says he was pouring Slurpees or doing bales of hay, but he was doing a heck of a lot of nothing before WWF days. And he said, they made me. I do not have my career, if not for Vince McMahon. I'm happily given that money every time. So John Cena knows where he came from. John Cena, 
when he comes to wrestle, like he, so he can wrestle on December 30th, SmackDown of 2022. And I can tell you, I was all excited about it, Jerry Hood. And I know it's going to be cheesy because he's going to come out in his jorts. And what 50-year-old man is wearing jorts, jean shorts? I mean, really? And he comes out with his T-shirt, his hat, and his salute. And he's just going to wrestle all cheesy and barely take any bumps. I don't care. I still want to watch it because John Cena, he's doing it for the fans, first and foremost, for sure. And he's doing it for the WWE Universe, saying, you know what? You guys brought me along here. I'm paying it forward. I'm going to pay it back for you guys. So he has that kind of special relationship. And you know what? Kind of thinking about it now, Jerry Hood, if I could get into the Fast and Furious series and I had to pay a cut to WWE, I'll do it too. Oh, same here, for sure. Um, I'm glad he's giving back. And he knows where he comes from, like Mark. And, you know, Mark Bagwell knows where he came from, where he came, who, how he grew up, and all the way to WWF. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that Cena's kind of giving back and giving it to the fans. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen, who's coming back. And um, it's it's big for wrestling. I'm, I'm happy for him. Let's speculate on a few other names for uh, shits and giggles here, or fun and giggles. Uh, first of all, Bill Goldberg. Goldberg. You know, back in the day, Jerry Hood, remember when he had his unbeaten streak and the music started to play and he was in the dressing room and uh, he would come out and like 50 police officers would escort him to the ring because Lord only knows who's jumping the barricades to get to him as he's getting to the ring. And he was ferocious. And he did a... Yeah. And, you know, he did his jackhammer and spear and it was over. Man, that was a great gimmick. And we all loved Goldberg. Like It was just awesome, right? Back in the day. What did the signs read as he came down the ramp what were the fans holding the sign what did they say you're next who's next who's next who's next sorry sorry now i'm gonna get you to watch you gotta start beefing up on your wrestling you gotta you gotta dig into your archives there and see <laughs> jerry hood i'm of the age now when i take a new piece of information in something old comes out so i gotta be very careful with this you know <laughs> But I did go back and watch the Bill Goldberg and Buff Bagwell match. There was at least one on record, and I did go back and watch that one. Mark got one move on Goldberg, and then he thought he was like so smart. He turned around. Goldberg is just standing up because it did nothing to Goldberg, and Goldberg squashes him in three seconds. You know what? It was great, great comedy. It was great excitement. You know, people were tuning in to watch Goldberg. But Jerry Hood, I am done with Bill Goldberg enough. And, you know, you funny, you, you mentioned about the payroll with WWE. You look at their top 10 payroll, like six, seven guys are not even actively wrestling anymore. They're just paying these guys so that they can come in and wrestle two or three times a year, but not go to fight for the competition. And, you know, I was very upset about the whole Goldberg thing when he squashed Bray Wyatt. He was the fiend. And this was this great gimmick that came out and, you know, when you bring back these older guys and you squash a guy who's on the rise, you can kill their momentum immediately. Does this sound familiar from back in the day? Oh, no doubt. You know, it's uh, it's it's crazy how everything pans out like that with them holding the rights to them and them not wrestling all the time. I don't like it, but, hey, I'm not the writers of the show and, I'm not the production managers, and uh, I don't own the company. So they're doing something right. 
uh, as long as that show's been running. So I just go with it, and uh, I guess we'll see to be determined on who's coming out and who's not and holding it. And Steiner's, Rick Steiner's liable to run in in two weeks and never see him again for three years. You never know. So it's just one of those things you keep, keeps you guessing. Yep. Who's next? What's next? Who's next? What's going on? That type of thing. So that's one of those things, you know, it's funny, you know, when you look back on it and, you know, Buff Bagwell, when he was asked to do a job, it's called doing a job when you got to lose to somebody. He did it. He didn't complain. He just wanted to learn the angle, which way to go about it. But, you know, he won his matches, he lost his matches, and you never heard boo from the guy. Like, you never read afterwards him complaining to the media or whatever. He just wanted, he knew that was his job, and he's got to do it. I read an interview the other day, Jerry Hood, a very interesting one, and it was about Mr. Sting. Remember him? People don't realize how good buddies the Stinger and Buff Bagwell were. Sting was saying that one of his favorite things to do from back in the day was do impersonations. So he said that he was playing cards with Macho Man Randy Savage, taking Macho Man's money, and every time he won the hand, he pretended to be somebody else, and Macho Man got really frustrated and said, I feel like I'm losing to 10 other people, brother. But Sting said, if you want to know about my impersonations, you know, ask Kevin Nash, ask Buff Bagwell. So... Interesting that, uh, you know, they didn't do a lot on set together, but, you know, Buff mentioned Sting quite a bit, and here Sting's coming back and saying, yeah, if you want to learn about me in the day, ask Buff Bagwell. They were really close, uh, Sting and he. They roomed a little bit together. I would say he and Lex were big. Mark and Lex were real big together, hung together, roomed together. But Sting was always there, too. And because there wasn't a lot going on in, in the ring or on TV uh, or in the magazines, people didn't really realize it. But uh, they talked all the time. They they were always together. Um, and so just uh, one of those things that, you know, I'm, I want to ask Mark now to see uh, some stuff about the impersonations. That's, that'd be funny to know. I got to know about this because apparently Buff's got the goods on this. Why did we not see a Buff Sting tag team? And why didn't we see them even fighting against each other? Like, did it just, what, what's your guess, Jerry? It didn't come up from the writers. It wasn't a good angle they could think of because a Buff Sting tag team, that would have been, I've been out there for sure. Well, you know, Russo and Bischoff, of course, I guess didn't see it, and I guess Buff went to them probably and said, "Hey, we got to do this. We got to do that," and they just didn't buy it. They weren't buying in. Wasn't their idea, maybe, and uh, and they skipped over it. But remember, in one of the episodes back, we talked about Buff and Sting tag teaming. That was the very first match ever to air on WCW. Sting and Buff Bagwell. And that's how they introduced it, Sting and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. And that Dusty put that together. And boom, from there, it just opened up the floodgates. And you see what happened from there. For all those wrestling fans that only know Mark Bagwell as Buff Daddy, go back and watch some Marcus Alexander Bagwell matches. It'll blow your mind that it is the same guy. It's so funny. He was always jacked, always had a good physique. 
but he was such a baby face. He was such a good guy. And again, it was like so funny because like when he became Buff Daddy, I said, how did they make him transform into this character when truly the Buff Daddy character was his real persona? He had to act to be Marcus Alexander Bagwell. He's not that mm-hmm. clean shaven, you know, soft spoken but he he played it so well that I really believed he was a babyface. Yep, he did did really well with it. Um, uh, just the way that it grew was crazy. He had the look, he could do the talk, and of course, Dusty said, "I didn't know you could wrestle." And then those three things there went together, put all put together, and bam, you know, you just you just don't know, you know, you don't know. That's, when he became Buff Daddy, you know, it's funny, again, he became Buff Daddy on my birthday, so that was one of the best birthday presents I ever got because I'm like, whoa, I love this gimmick. But it was power and speed. You know, he never gets enough credit as far as he was a power guy because he was strong. But, man, he was fast in the ring. He had moves, and, you know, he had that combination. And that's where, you know, in today's wrestling, when it's not all based on six foot ten giants, if you put Buff Bagwell in his prime today in wrestling, man, he would clean up. Oh, unreal. He would take over. It'd be a new wrestler. It'd be, it, oh man, the tickets that would sell. There's no telling. Now, when we talk about Goldberg, another guy we got to bring up is Brock Lesnar. So Brock, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> So I don't know if you've taken a look at him lately because, you know, he was very ferocious. I'll always remember him in that Royal Rumble match. He was just knocking guys out left, right, and center. And by the way, Jerry Hood, Royal Rumble is coming up at the end of January. You need to be watching some Monday Night Raw because I need you to watch that Royal Rumble because we're going to talk about it because that's my favorite wrestling pay-per-view of the year. I love the Royal Rumble. I think that's the best wrestling by far. 30 guys, two guys start off in the ring. They count it down. You never know who's coming in next. I love the Rumble, so we got to get ready for the Rumble. So Brock Lesnar killed in the Rumble, but the Brock Lesnar today is not that ferocious MMA guy that we see. It's Cowboy Brock Lesnar with the man bun and the uh, and the jeans jacket, and he's come coming down from Saskatchewan from his farm. And uh, the way I'm kind of done with Goldberg, I'm kind of done with Farmer Brock as well. I think it's time to stop coming in and squashing people once or twice a year. I'm ready to say goodbye to him as well. Yeah, I think he's uh, lived everything out, fulfilled his career, and I think it's over. And hold WWE holding those rights, of course, they're telling him, if you want your check, here's what you got to do. And they bring him in for a couple of sessions, and boom, he's earned his paycheck, and he's gone, and we don't see him for six months. And Unfortunately, it's how it happens. You know what? For $7 million, you got to wrestle two or three times a year and come out for about four more appearances. I would do that in a second. No doubt. WWE's biggest dilemma is this right now, Jerry Hood. And the fans, please, when you hit that subscribe button, notification bell, you're watching WWE today. Tell me, am I right? Am I wrong? Am I crazy? Am I smart? Whatever. I'd love to hear your comments on this. Because this is where I'm headed right now. So you know I'm obsessed. I've talked about this in past chapters with the bloodline and with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is going to break, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's going to hit a 1,000 days soon of being the champion. Like, this is nuts. Like, remember back in the day you had Bruno Sammartino and you had Nick Bonquicle and, you know, Vern Gagne, and you had all these guys that would hold the belts for their federations for years and years and years. Like the Hulkster had it for years, right? 
we're coming up to three plus years. Like that is pretty freaking cool. And he's not just the champion. He's the unified champion. He's got the belts from the Raw and SmackDown brands. And they're saying, but he hardly defends it on TV. So you hardly, and this is how it used to be back in the day. It's time to split the belts. How are we going to do this? Buddy, they got one of two good angles for Roman Reigns here. And I'm I'm excited with both of them, but I'm more excited about one. So option number one is the logical one, and it's The Rock. We talked about John Cena, and he's a big star. As big of a star as John Cena is, The Rock is on another level. Now, The Rock being related to Roman Reigns. Imagine The Rock coming back and fighting Roman Reigns to be the head of the table, being the head of the bloodline. And they face off in WrestleMania, family versus family. Sign me up for this, Jerry Hood. I'm going to watch this all day long. That's option number one. Option number two, which is just as good. And you've been hinting at it, actually, throughout this episode. Funny enough, like you've known this is coming. You talked about Dusty Rhodes a lot, right? Well, he has a couple sons. We got Dustin Rhodes, Goldust. I'm not going to talk about him. But Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare not the american dream so he went over to wwe from AEW. even though he helped start AEW to compete with wwe he came back had a couple of great matches with seth rollins tore his pec muscle and cody rhodes has been on the shelf since but they keep hinting that cody rhodes has come back to wwe for one reason and one reason only to fulfill the legacy of what he told his father dusty rhodes and that is he is going to be the champion in wwe so when he comes back, who do we want? Do we want to see Cody Rhodes, Dusty's son, finally become champion in WWE? Or do we want to see The Rock, the biggest star on the planet, face off against his relative, Roman Reigns, and fight for the head of the family? Either or. I don't think you go wrong either way. So, do both. So, that wow. would be good. Yeah, and so... So here's the thing. You're not, you're not of this one. So I read wrestling all day long. So like I'm always in touch with things. And when I'm talking to any wrestling buddies, I tell them, Hey, so my sources told me this, my sources told me that. And they're like, Oh, my sources told me the same thing. Cause we all read the same stuff. The hot rumor is this much. There's two nights of WrestleMania. If you recall Jerry hood, that it became so big that they made two nights out of it, which is amazing. Right. Roman Reigns is going to face off against the rock on opening night, beat the rock become the head of the table fully. But then, and it's a surprise twist, Cody Rhodes will be back, face him at night two, and take the belts off of him. I like that. That's big. You know the writers know it. You know Triple H knows it. You know they got to bring it in. They got to do something. And that's the only reason they brought him back, and that was in the agreement with uh, Cody saying that he wants to be the champion or whatever, and you know, his dad would want to wanted to see that as well. And I think that'll be good times. And I think it'll be great for wrestling. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I can't wait. Knowing Dusty Rhodes as you know him and knowing the impersonations you do with Dusty Rhodes so perfectly, Dusty Rhodes alive today sees his son Cody holding up the WWE Heavyweight Championship belt. What would be his I'm, I'm, tears would be flowing, I'm sure. I'll be flowing for sure. He'd say, that's my boy. I knew it. I told y'all that with my boy. He did it. You know, and for sure, uh, Dusty would be happy. The old Rommel's family would be uh, ecstatic. And the fans, for sure, and any fa the family friends as we are, we would be happy for him as well. 
it'd be unreal. And that's where, you know, the family connections run so deep. And uh, I, I can only imagine this, you know, but on the same token, when you're running a wrestling federation and your gimmick is going so strong and fans are going nuts week after week after week and you're filling up the stadiums, Jerry Hood, why would you break what's going well? You know, why it's not broke. Why would you fix it at this point? And it, it, it's a tough, tough thing. You know, like I recall, you know, we come back to when Mark Bagwell was in the NWO and he was one of the first members, by the way, and the NWO was going so well. We got to keep the gravy train running, you know, interesting enough. And we're going to make the parallel there. I didn't even think about it till I was going to, uh, we're talking now. They made a gimmick that the bloodline came out on raw opening January. They started smashing up the tables. They took over the announcer and they said, the bloodline has taken over raw. We run Monday night raw. It's now the bloodline. I'm like, I think I saw this before. This looks very familiar. I remember the NWO taking over WCW. So you know what? What's old is new again. So it goes to show you how good that NWO gimmick was. And now they're taking the bloodline and they're saying, hey, let's kind of copy this thing, you know? And Jerry, people are going bananas. They love the bloodline. Like it is as big as it gets right now. No doubt. Sami Zayn, who's the honorary Uso. So he's the only non-blood member there. Everybody's speculating when is he going to turn on the bloodline or when is the bloodline going to turn on him? Because he's worked so hard to get their approval. He's the outsider that now he's part of this faction. You know, you have Roman Reigns and you have the cousins of the Usos who are the tag team champions. You have Solo Sokoa. You have the Enforcer. All So there are four family members and this fifth guy from from Montreal, Quebec, Canada with a red beard named Sami Zayn. And here he is and he's the honorary member. But there's also a third speculation. If I'm going to do this properly, because I know the people are going to be writing to me in the comments, they're saying maybe Sami Zayn is going to turn on the bloodline after he's worked so hard because the bloodline turns on him and he's the one who's going to face Roman Reigns and he's going to take the belts off them. Man, there's so many ways that this can go. The male soap opera or, sorry, uh, gender neutral soap opera continues on. So many options and that's a good problem to have. Very good options. Very good options. When I tell you these things, don't you just get excited and want to turn on wrestling right now on your television? I want to go watch it right now for about three hours while doing my spreadsheets and working on with Excel and get, answering all my emails. And you know, I will tell you a little trick that I learned. You set the PVR to tape wrestling, and then you go back and watch, and you fast-forward the commercials, and you cut out about a third of the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. <laughs> I so love we that. got we got some work to do, Jerry Hood, because we got a big year wrestling ahead. Wrestling is back in its all time great. We got Mark Bagwell as Mister Bagwell coming out. He's on DDP there on his channel, and he's he's been active in the wrestling community. Before we know it, I got a feeling before the year's out, Jerry Hood. I think we're gonna see Mark Bagwell in one of the wrestling federations, even in Impact Wrestling. Back in the NWA, somebody's going to be clamoring because you, when you got that name and you know how to talk, it's only a matter of time for him. Mark my words, it's going to happen this year. 2023 is the year of Mark Bagwell. I agree 100%, and uh, we're looking forward to it. And 
I may be with him. You never know. And we'll just have to see what happens and uh, go from there. A few surprises coming in. Uh, we got some new guests coming on the show, hopefully here in the next few weeks. So we've got that coming. And uh, yeah, big things for 2023. It's going to so. be going to be huge. We are working away at it. So I'm going to tell the fans again, hit that subscribe button. Send in your comments. Send your questions for Cousin Jerry Hood. Anything you want to know about growing up with Mark Bagwell or what life's like on the farm or, you know, Atlanta Thrasher's questions, whatever you got, Jerry's got the answers. I got it all, bro. Thank you, as always, Mr. Jerry Hood, for taking in your time and for sharing with the fans your insights and stories. You know, we love you greatly. And we'll see you back next week on The Real Mark Bagwell.